Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome Hello. to another, another episode of Friends with Friends. My name's Pete, and um, Dave has asked if we could start this week's episode with a prayer. Um, so, Dave, take it away. Hi, <laughs> hi. Well, what a real uh, hospital pass to throw me. Uh, okay, everybody pray. Close your eyes. Hands together. Get down on your knees. Um, in what? the churchy way. Yeah. <laughs> No, nope, I've already ruined it. Move on. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Thanks to you. Good. Yes. Um, it's weird, isn't it? Like, I mean, actually, I've ruined it. And I was going to move on, but the phrase "get down on your knees" is very wholesome and religious in the churchy way. It's like, you know, the, and it's been no, entirely so, ruined no, I, by it makes me culture. feel like someone's being robbed. Oh, does it? Like, get down on your knees. Oh, that's interesting. Or like being arrested, maybe. Yeah, no, I wouldn't have even associated it with that. Right. Anyway, moving on. Um, Um, Are you well? Yeah, I'm all good, thanks. Good. Any news? Uh, Do I have any news? I don't think I do. That's cool. No. Oh, I I got my new tattoo. Yes, I was going to say, have you got your new tattoo? What is it? Well, I'm going to send you a photo of it. Okay. It's. Do you know what? It's not a tattoo that I've shared on. the internet. The internet. And is that for reasons or? That's why. Oh, yeah, I see. Oh, I see. Oh, it's cool though, isn't it? Do you like it? Yeah, what's the significance of it? What's your personal significance? I also really, it's, I know they shave the bit of your skin when you do it, <laughs> but it's really noticeable when it's that big. Yeah, it's, uh, it's on my thigh before anyone's wondering what I've shaved. Let's play Guess What Pete Shaved. Um, <laughs> It is. I wanted something queer and something uh, that mum and dad won't see. Oh, really? Are they never going to see it? Well, unless I'm like, I don't know, go swimming. But I can't. I haven't been swimming with my parents since I was, I don't know, sixteen. Yeah, family no, holiday. It feels, it feels unlikely, doesn't it? And even so, you could probably get shorts to cover it if you did have to go with your parents. You know? Yeah. That's that's really only going to be on display in a speedo. We've kind of made this sound like I've just had like a tattoo of a cock. Like it that does hasn't, sound like that, doesn't it? That would, that hasn't happened. Would you like to describe it? Yeah, okay, I'll describe it. It's a headless torso with some big thighs. Yeah, are you so, you've made it sound almost creepy. There, a headless torso sounds a bit sort of murder victimy, doesn't it? But it's not. 
Um, but yes, it's a, it's a masculine man with big thighs, isn't it? Mm. On a masculine man with big thighs, Stop Pete. it. Oh. Lovely. Well, there you go. Nice tattoo updates, everybody. Podcast? Um, shall we talk about the television sitcom Friends? Yes. And we've gone back in time, haven't we, Pete? And sound the double request klaxon. WWW request. Double request. The first request, Pete, is from Mila, who says, Ahoy! Ahoy. First of all, love the show. Oh, I should have read this first and not read it out loud. Sorry. I listened to all the older episodes when COVID hit and it really cheered me up. That's nice. Thank you. I'd like to request the one where Eddie moves in. I love Smelly Cat and the way Phoebe worries the background singers really get how smelly the cat is. It's very touching. I actually used to own a Smelly Cat myself. Oh, no wonder this uh, <laughs> that rings, uh, rings true with you. And it's one of the reasons I love this song. He was all right and got regularly taken to the vet, just had a condition that also made him smelly oh that's cute i never really realized, thought about a smelly having a snackual smelly cat you know well i i've just realized that i went to see my parents yesterday mm. and my dad gave does me a cat stink what does their cat stink yes really but do you want to know why yeah i mean very sorry because this is not a particularly pleasant um if story. you're having your lunch pop it down a sec um he was he just <laughs> He described the cat as doing, he described it as a dirty protest. Uh, and apparently the cat has decided to start, rather than using the litter tray, it sits in the litter tray and then poos outside of the litter tray. Oh, wonderful. That's very Which, subversive, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Really making some sort of, um, uh, sort of very high-end point. And then mum was distressed that the cat... Uh, apparently does this and then goes outside and mum was like why can't it poo once it goes outside well it always goes immediately outside after it's yeah almost, on the carpet. almost like almost like it's pooed and then been like i don't want to be in here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something reeks in here guys if you need me i'll be in the garden <laughs> Oh, so you've got a smelly cat. That's nice. Yeah. I, I, I've i watched this whole episode since being told that by my parents about their cat. And it didn't once, the penny did not drop that That's they hilarious. have told me about their smelly cat. But yeah, they've got a smelly cat. That so, you know, um, Mila, same here. There you go. Something you share in common. And maybe that's a way to tell your parents of how to put a, a little silver lining on that um, poopy cloud. <laughs> <laughs> just get him to sing the song every time it happens poopy cloud is yeah. one of my favorite phrases of this series so far. <laughs> um also couldn't they not move the litter tray to just outside the door maybe try that for a bit uh don't come at me with your logic I mean, that's I... a good idea though isn't it you're gonna tell yeah. them immediately because they should yeah. try that um... second request comes from the username the brick and the duck Always appreciate a friends-related username. I imagine it's friends-related. If it's not, it's very coincidental. Um, I'd like to request the one where Eddie moves in, please. Eddie isn't even really in it that much, but there's loads in this app, including Childish Ross being the absolute worst, Phoebe's The Cat Smells But You Love It, and Joey's Insane Apartment. It's like something from an 80s pop art poster. And also The Big White Dog. Yeah, the first appearance of The Big White Dog, Pete. That is notable. First mm. appearance of Eddie? Sure. Okay. But Eddie's going to be gone in three episodes. The big white dog, he's sticking around. 
Um, well, I was immediately about to say something about Joey's apartment. So do you want to do the synopsis and then... I would like to do the synopsis because the synopsis contains some useful information. First, oh, okay. 457317. No, I don't like that. It's not great, is it? But but more pertinently, directed by our old pal Michael Lembeck. Oh, okay. He's back. He's back. He does so many. He's done all these Series 2 ones. I'm just looking up and down. Oof, Lembeck. A record producer discovers Phoebe and wants to make a music video out of her song Smelly Cat. The producer secretly dubs a more talented, brackets, but less attractive woman's voice over Phoebe's, though Phoebe initially believes she is the one singing. Ross's new relationship with Rachel causes friction with Monica, who resents her brother being around all the time, and Joey finds like he does not like living alone and wants to move back in with Chandler, but Chandler already has a new roommate, Eddie. Chandler soon realises he doesn't really click with Eddie, who refuses to play foosball and dislikes Baywatch. So there are your three plotteroonies. 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 Hey, so sort of, we sort of joined this, um, yeah, plotteroonies, yeah. Uh, we, we sort of landed this episode, uh, at the start of Ross and Rachel being quite good, um, which doesn't last loads, as we know, but it's nice to just see them actually getting on, isn't it, for once? Yeah, they're not unhappy. But the counterbalance to that is Joey and Chandler. We're in the midst of their breakup, aren't we? Yeah. I, so I do think, um, as has been referenced in the message from The Brick and the Duck, mm. uh, the collection of shit in Joey's flat yeah. is so, like, so much of it is so hideous, it's actually quite impressive they've managed to find that much hideous stuff yeah. that it's, like, just, like, powerfully clashing with each other. Yeah, it's, it, it feels like the sort of thing where you imagine the props people have just come out and bought loads of stuff at random, but they can't. They've, it's been so well designed to be so clashy and hideous, like you say. Yeah. That, and it's it was, appalling by design. Yeah, this must have taken them so long. And it's probably one of those things where the writers went, oh, it'd be great if it was just filled with loads of clashing knickknacks like this. And the props people just got that list and went, oh, God, here we go. It's going to take us weeks. Um, But it does, like every single item is appalling, isn't it? I'm also watching this as a grown-up now, and this never really struck me as a as a child. But having now had to furnish an apartment from scratch, I know how much that costs. And when you're just even doing it, like when I had to furnish my first apartment, I just you know it was all IKEA. It's not I'm not I've not gone to the sort of um, bizarre, rippy offy LA type shops that Joey's clearly gone to. But even just furnishing an apartment to the basic level it's fucking expensive the amount this must have cost joey like how much is he earning on days of our lives well you prioritize do you, you prioritize by getting basic furniture in when you first move in um but you're even in that costs an incredibly an inordinate amount of money exactly right? you're in an incredibly luxurious position to not only fill your flat but then with the, with the essentials but then add it with a load of old shit on top of that yeah yeah, he must be, like, it's doing very, very well. No wonder he comes crashing down to earth when he gets fired, because he must be on some serious bunts. American sitcoms, clear, uh, sitcoms, soap operas, sorry, clearly pay incredibly well. Um, interesting how disgusted Monica is by the phone in the bathroom, though, isn't it? Clearly made in a tie before phones and toilets <laughs> became so intertwined. Because famously, you record this podcast on the toilet. Yeah, I've got, yeah, I've not got a phone behind me, but I've got a microphone. And I just pull it round. And, um, yeah, it sort of soundproofs the bathroom. It's nice. You can hear it, can't you? Yeah. What was that? The very 
bad sound effects. Right, okay. Should we move on? Bloop. <laughs> um, although, to be fair, taking your mobile phone into the bathroom with you is one thing, but actually having a landline installed in the bathroom, that's quite something, isn't it? It's that's very like- hotel-y. Yeah, but even in a hotel, you wouldn't have a landline in a bathroom, really, would you? You do get landlines in bathrooms at hotels. Oh, what sort of fancy hotels are you staying in, Pete? Um, well, admittedly, like, you don't get them in, like, your Premier Inns. Yeah, I'm trying to think, actually. Like, you must have seen a hotel bathroom that has a phone in. Yeah, I just don't think I've ever really clocked. I mean, I must have done, I'm sure. Also, if... you don't really use a, unless you've for some reason got a phone reception. You well, don't really use a phone. I've a noticed more and more recently that hotels don't really have phones half the time anymore because they just assume you don't need them. Yeah, fair. Um, so they've probably been taking them out of the bathrooms, but putting one into your own domesticated bathroom, that means you're planning on regularly going to the bathroom in order to make a phone call almost. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you get a call when you're on the toilet and it's your mobile phone, you're like, you know, that's a bad timing. But if you're going in with the deliberate sort of intention of making a call, I feel like that's psychologically very different, isn't it? I'm talking about actually, you get, I think we're getting a lot more insight into both Chandler and Joey. And what I really took away from this episode is how empty Chandler's life seems to be. Yeah. Because every time we see Chandler without Joey now, so the two main ones in this episode are just throwing a ball at a door on his own. So he's like, got a bit of downtime. What are we going to do? Throw this ball at the door? Not like, not, not, not doing any reading, not watching anything, not like nothing, just sitting and like throwing a ball at the door, like the lonely child in the playground toward, you know? The other thing that seems odd is later in the episode where he's trying to befriend Eddie. Yeah. Um, Eddie's just sat there and then he's like, oh, I'm just going to go uh, read in my room for a while. Yeah. Which in itself weirdly feels like a really, it's not a very, it's not a very natural thing. You'd like lounge on the sofa, wouldn't you? I just have an image of Homer Simpson shouting, nerd, yeah. from the car when Eddie says, I'm going to go and read a book in my room. But yeah, I mean, but Eddie weirdly is when you really analyze it, he's, I mean, he's absolutely mad as we come to discover, but in this episode sure he's a bit pretentious he's a bit oh you don't like that show baywatch do you you know a bit high hoity-toity but ultimately he's probably the more rounded human who just enjoys yeah, he's fine going he's to fine. read in his room and spend some time on his own and do his own thing rather than chandler who is sort of without joey so the other time we see him without joey he's just sitting with his dog slippers on the kitchen counter firstly <laughs> yeah. what the fuck is that sitting on the kitchen counter that is a hygiene nightmare yeah, that's true. Like, he's sitting. Like, he's not just, like, perching on it or leaning against it. He is full-on sitting with his feet that have been on the floor on the kitchen counter. Also, you know when Joey goes over to, um, well, asks to move back in, yeah. but then doesn't get the opportunity and pretends he's there to collect the moose hat. Yeah. Um, and then as he leaves, um, they attempt this sort of poignant moment where Eddie says, oh, is this guy great or what? And Joey's like, yeah, yeah, he is. And yeah. it's trying to be really moving, but you can't take it seriously because he's wearing a moose hat. Well, my question about the moose hat is, do you think that hat existed or do you think it was put there specifically for the, when did you start putting moose in your hair and then did the friends props people who are getting a few shows this week? Very rare that we do this, but a uh, prop heavy episode. Um, do you think the, the, the props department had to make a specific moose hat? Is it a rock and bullwinkle thing? Yeah, is it? Is it? Is that? Oh, this is Rocky and Bullwinkle's very um, 
Very American. Although I did Very... go and see the Rocky and Bullwinkle film. Did you? When? When I was a small child. Did you really? Yeah. I don't think I've ever watched it. I mean, it's not only American, it's... What? Um, one of them's a moose. What's the other one? Moose and squirrel. I mean, I, I think it's that because of Janice saying moose and squirrel. Uh, Is that yeah. right? You can mix and match. Rocky and Rocky, and Rocky but and moose and squirrel. Is that right? Are they... Are they... Oh, yeah, here we go. Uh, two titled characters, the anthropomorphic flying squirrel, Rocky, uh, full name Rocket J. Squirrel, and Moose Bullwinkle J. Moose. Yeah, it probably is a, a Bullwinkle hat then, isn't it? There you go, that answers my question. I was I was nine when that film came out. Um, well, the show, original show, oh, Jesus, ran from 1959 to 1964. Christles. Um, is that the seagulls in the background? Yeah, yeah it was. My days, Peter. You would think about Peter's by the beach, but he's in Birmingham, a famously landlocked city. Mm. Um, okay, fine. That answers my question. It could be a bullwinkle hat. And I imagine the Americans are listening and going, Ugh, it's a bullwinkle hat, you idiot. Um, but I never watched it. I'd like to mention the uh, great use of Mr. Johnny Newegg's. Johnny Newegg's, yeah. Do we think it's plausible that Joey ever made eggs for Chandler? That doesn't seem like it's in keeping with It doesn't Joey's. feel very Joey, does it? No. no, no, he's very, um, doesn't seem, I mean, I tell you what, there's a lot of things that don't track with Joey's personality. One, does it seem like Joey's the man that checks his mail every day? No, fair point. But he, isn't he kind of using that as an excuse to get over there? Yeah, but again, so this is my second question. I mean, does it seem like the Joey will be up that early? No, that's another good point, yeah. Like very early breakfast. And then also on the breakfast thing, why is Eddie making Chandler breakfast and then not having breakfast himself? He doesn't eat, he just leaves. Yeah, you'd think that Chandler should be the one making breakfast there because he's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. Eddie's just, is this like part of the, the deal? Has Chandler sort of moved Eddie in as a sort of live-in cook? Make me eggs, go to work, bugger off. I mean, the, the whole thing is, um, is like Rachel points out, a rebound thing, isn't it? it they, you cannot base an entire roommate on someone you meet once in the supermarket, um, even if they seem great, which frankly, um, he seems a bit mad, doesn't he? And obviously we come to realise as the next couple of episodes go on that that relationship cracks pretty, pretty quickly. And then we end this plot line with the, the, the famous all-by-myself montage um, of sort of like Chandler playing foosball alone, looking out the window, raining, and then obviously that shot, the funny shot of Joey looking through his little, what, what would we call that? A sort of indoor window fountain. Indoor water feature, isn't it? Really? Water feature, yeah. Um, which is an odd, an oddity. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that in my life, in real life. But that goes for a lot of Joey's um, props, to be fair. Um, and then that's it, yeah. So we start on the, the Joey and Chandler sort of three-episode arc. I think it's about three episodes, isn't it, before Eddie gets the kick. Yeah, he doesn't last long, does he? Yeah, yeah, only two more. Then Joey's back, and the world is good again. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Uh, we'll quickly touch on Ross and Monica fighting because it's not, it's not a huge plot line, this is it. And I hasten to say, as, as an older brother of a brother-sister combination, you'd, I think you'd, it's quite, um, uh, what's the word? It's, it's a bit too much to watch this, actually. I mean, as a grown-up, it's fine, but I did recognise a lot of the shitty older brother tendencies as a child watching Ross and Monica do this. You yeah, know? A bit of guilt while you're watching it. Maybe. I mean, like, teenagers are dickheads, aren't they? That's a very sweeping statement, but like in a sibling sort of relationship quite often. Because me and my sister, I'd say, get on as well as two siblings pretty much can get on. I know a lot of friends who have much more fraught relationships, but even as teenagers, we would be fighting in this sort of Ross and Monica childish way, you know? And Ross, as uh, one of our requesters has pointed out, is a bell end all the way Yeah, he is being incredibly annoying. So in fairness to monica it would be really irritating having your sibling at yours behaving like that well yeah it's completely situation. disrespecting the fact that it is actually her appointment isn't it appointment Although, apartment <laughs> having said that the did i leave my diaphragm at yours bit where ross uh trips her up into saying that to her own mother over the phone is great yeah that is one of the funniest bits I think of all of Friends. I really like that scene. I really, that's what the only bit of this episode that I do fight side with Ross and think, yeah, he's won that. Well done. That's very funny. Um, but you have to remember that that only came about because he was, you know, clogging up her phone line repeatedly, letting her miss calls from people whose phone number she doesn't have. Um, nearly making a miss a call from her mum. Um, and then the TV stuff at the end. When he's just like, no, we're watching this, suck it up. Like, that's not how you act in somebody else's apartment, is it? Very petulant. Very petulant. Very, um, yeah, very, very, well, straight white man, really, frankly. Frankly, Peter, sort of social commentary we could make on Ross's behavior right now. Um, and then even right at the end, after they have the big sibling argument and they make up, Ross is immediately back to being a dick when Monica's trying to be nice and says, you can watch the Serengeti thing. And he's like, okay. So Although, straight back. Um, you know when Ross does the high-pitched voice to mock everything Monica's saying? Yeah. Why does Rachel find Ross doing a Miss Piggy voice so hot? Weird, isn't it? Yeah, I don't get that. Because yeah. he's, like, doing that voice and then she's incredibly turned on by it. Yeah, I feel like Rachel doesn't uh, take Monica's side in this as much as she should and could. Like, Monica's clearly the victim of this behaviour, and Rachel's sort of acting like they're two children with equal 
sort of rights in that apartment, you know? Like, I think she could be a bit more like, don't forget your ear, mate. Like, you know, yeah. don't behave forget. yourself. Stop being a sister, dickhead. Look after her and also don't, yeah, stop being a dickhead in her apartment. And I feel like Rachel just gets exasperated. And um, there's obviously the funny um, scene where uh, the metaphor is that she's their mother and, oh, you know, you kids are driving me crazy. Going to take a bath and all of that. Um, but yes, I know. I know. In I fairness Rachel- to Rachel and Ross, though, they do provide one of my favorite moments of the episode after Rachel's accidentally dropped an apple pie into the hood of someone's coat. Yeah. Now, see, that scene is fascinating for a number of reasons, I think. One, we don't get a lot of that in later Friends, where it's just a completely standalone silly bit around another scene. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's just around Phoebe's when Phoebe's first coming in to say she's been signed. And it sort of bookends that scene. And I really like that. They just go... Isn't that a silly, funny idea? Let's just chuck that in. And, you know, it's completely relevant to any of the plots, but it's just a nice little funny bit. Um, but then within the scene, my God, how bad a waitress is Rachel? I mean, that is a real bad error, dropping a pie into a man's hood. I just love when Ross goes to retrieve it, does so, and then awkwardly says, I'm sorry, my pie was in your hood. Yeah. <laughs> which, <laughs> which is just great. Um, I'm not sure why Rachel really needed the pie out of the hood. That's what I would say. You'd just feel, let it go, wouldn't you? Yeah, he could walk out. If that guy got home and found some pie in his hood, like Rachel's almost acting like she would get fired if he found the pie in his hood. And I just feel like at whatever point, I mean, unless it's raining, chances are HUD's not even coming up, right? He could get home, hang that coat up, and it could be there for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And by the time you find that pie in your head, sure, would you be confused? Oh, my God, massively confused. Would you be a bit worried that someone's broken into your apartment and put some pie in your head? Absolutely. <laughs> but would you trace all your movements back and then even think it was possible that a waitress dropped some pie in your head at a coffee shop that you were at two weeks ago? Definitely not. Rachel puts Ross in a tricky situation there, I think, and unnecessarily so. But yeah, that scene does buckend this first scene of Phoebe's new music career. So Phoebe comes in and announces she's been discovered. Uh, she's going to get signed. They're going to make a demo and a music video. That is quick commitment. I mean, I don't want to sort of go too deep into the music industry, but what I would say is any aspiring emerging artist watching this must find this a tricky watch <laughs> that phoebe buffet has been spotted signed and signed a music video deal uh seemingly With the potential from, for an album right seemingly just from playing smelly cat in a pub somewhere yeah i do love phoebe getting annoyed by their enthusiasm coming too early for her yes and then she keeps stopping them giving them absolutely nothing when when it finally finishes which you know she's hoisted by her own petard there isn't she um so she's been discovered i mean i'd be interested to know the background of this sort of a and r person's musical taste as to what they're really hoping about phoebe is going to sell into how the do they describe phoebe? an off offbeat style yeah <laughs> actually almost more likely to be a thing now you know yeah you know in a sort of in the sort of uh, world of wet leg, etc. Smelly cat on the show's long. Smelly cat on the show's long, exactly. Exactly. Um, well, that's a collaboration we should be encouraging. How do we make that happen? Say it, put it out into the universe, manifest it. Wet leg and Phoebe Buffet, go. Anyway, Phoebe goes into the studio, apparently without talking to anybody between this conversation she's had with this woman and then 
pressing record on the song because she has no idea about what's going to happen, does she? No, no idea she's about to be joined by backing singers. Which, frankly, seems a bit of a weird way of doing it. <laughs> to yeah. just live record the whole song with the backing singers in the same room, not tell the artist, not discuss like what style the song is going to be recorded in, and just have them start singing. And the, the producer is just like, yeah, oh, they're your backing singers, honey. As if that's a completely normal way of, of doing all of this stuff. The music video is so good. I've got a lot. I mean, I think, have you ever seen Adam Buxton's bug show where he dissects music videos? I haven't. I'd love to see him do this because, crikey, well, I mean, where do you start with this music video? Stylistically, obviously, the black and white to colour transition. Whew, quite something, isn't it? But what's the story of the video, Pete? Um, there's some old woman that throws the cat out, yeah. doesn't she? Yeah. So um, I sort of see that they're going for a, this cat is smelly and now homeless because a woman's kicked her out. But where's it set? What's Phoebe's role in this video supposed to be? Why are there women in a dumpster? Like, there's a lot of questions that <laughs> I feel like. Well, Phoebe sort of appears as like the, um, savior for the smelly cat. Is she the cat angel? Yeah, I think so. Right. Okay. So she's coming to save the cat. The women in the dumpster? Uh, yeah, I can't, I can't explain that one. That's just women in a dumpster. Yeah. And then the whole thing ends with just Phoebe being sort of um, lined at the back by the backing singers that have come from a dumpster and some homeless men. Mm. I mean, that means a lot of, we could go into a lot of the, the fact that they've just cast a load of people of colour as homeless people in the background of this music video. I mean, there's a lot to unpack, but sometimes. While making the white woman the saviour of the, the saviour of the cat yeah. and seemingly everyone. She's sort of like a, a pied piper of homeless people on this mythical dystopian street, isn't she? God, Phoebe's right. That song does have so many levels. <laughs> It's very in keeping with Phoebe's personality to assume that she's singing, isn't it? That she's completely backing her talents without question. And also in keeping with her personality that when she finds out that that's not the case, despite it being Phoebe who's mugged off by the record company, really, it's the vocalist that she feels sorry for. Yes, and feels like she has to take a moral stand for. She's willing to sacrifice her entire music career. You know, this could be in Mad Mad World, obviously, because... (laughs) We don't quite believe that this would happen, but this, the way they're framing this seems to be that Phoebe could become this new sensational pop star. And she takes a moral stand because she feels sorry for the professional singer who's clearly getting paid quite a lot more. Phoebe, a woman of honor. A very woman of honor. That's a weird sentence, isn't it? A very woman of honor. Phoebe Buffet. Um, yeah, and, and so she takes a stand and, and can't work with that company anymore. Absolutely astonishing. But it is, I do enjoy that, that sort of, Phoebe has this all the way through and it's quite a lot about, you know, how good she looks and all that sort of stuff. But she has this unwavering confidence in herself, doesn't she? That, um, means she's always happy to believe that any compliments about her are true. Any, anything that indicates that she's more brilliant than she even thought must just be true. She just watches this video and goes, oh my God, that must be how you guys hear me. Which, to be fair, is a solid point. Have you, I mean, me and you have this phenomenon, don't we? Where, I mean, it'll have been 15 years ago for us now, but that first time you listen back to yourself on the radio, for example, or on a podcast, and you go, Christ alive, this is, yeah. this is one of the worst things I've ever heard. 
And now I'm so used to it that it doesn't bother me so much. But, oh, that first moment where you hear yourself as other people hear you. Although I reckon people are more used to that now with, like, voice memos and stuff. That's true. No, I think it is. Yeah, back when we were doing it. Back in the old days, Peter, when we were doing it. And it wasn't so common, was it? Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's still, it is still very different to how you hear yourself, isn't it? Um, and then I enjoy the tag on the end of the scene when Phoebe goes around the gang singing and there's nothing funnier than watching Ross get left out. I mean, it's horrible and it's, it's, you know, tantamounts to, to sort of passive bullying, isn't it? But Phoebe going, I'm sorry, Ross, those are the only lines we have. Yeah, that is good. Um, so yeah, uh, Phoebe's burgeoning music. I mean, Phoebe gets a lot of chances in life. I mean, not to hark back too much to this, Pete, but the idea that you could just suddenly become a pop star with a, a single, or as happens later, uh, just hear, have one of your songs be heard in a coffee shop and someone wants to turn it into this huge TV jingle. That is, those are both money trains. Where's my money train, Pete? <laughs> it's coming along real soon, my friend. <laughs> it's like buses. There's no ones for ages and then they all come along at once. Hopefully, then I can stop doing this bloody podcast. It was a joke, guys. Guys, it was a joke. I wouldn't stop doing the podcast. Should we find out if we've got a quiz? Are you excited? Yes. Why don't you sound excited then? I don't think I am excited. Why not? I don't know. I just like... Because you don't believe there's a quiz or... Uh, No, I, I feel like I'm confident that there will be. So there's just no... Jeopardy. Yeah. Okay, fine. There is a quiz, Pete. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's from Amy. Thank you, Amy. Another Amy. Another Which Quizard Amy? Amy. A, a, a new, new Amy. A new, not original Quizard Amy, but another Quizard Amy, yeah. Um, either she's called Amy or she's played a long game, changed her name to Amy so as to become a Quizard Amy. And either way, I admire that. It's good commitment to the bit. I am ready for the quiz. Okie dokie, the one where Eddie moves in. What animal is under Joey's coffee table? Oh, is it panther? It's a panther! Yeah. Good. Did you notice that? Yeah. No, I think Ross says something about it. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. Cracky Moses. I was going to say, that is quite the observation from Peter Allison. Question two. According to Ross, why did Chandler not come to visit Joey's new place? He had a thing. He had a thing? With the thing. With the thing. Oh, I didn't. I missed that bit. Yeah, the thing with the thing, Pete. Half a mark. No, we don't oh, get half points. Half points are four. Half points are favourite. Oh, that's a throwback. Isn't it? I know. Question three. How did Chandler describe the old apartment? Uh, I don't know. Uh, this is a regular space fest. Oh, yeah. I think. And it is. Yes. Uh, question four. Who is Ross arguing with on the phone while Monica is napping? Oh. Someone from work, but I can't remember who. Yeah. Tony? Tony. Is it Tony? It's Tony. Oh, great. We're doing well between us here. And question five. What did Eddie help Chandler pick out? Uh, something from the ethnic food supermarket. Yes, which is when you well, know... Food section. So, yeah, so it's the ethnic food section. But now when you hear the answer to this question, you're going to be like, this shows its age. <laughs> the fact that this food was back then... Uh, deemed to be so out there that it was in the ethnic food section. What was it? A chorizo. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Won't be in the bloody ethnic food section these days, would it, Pete? Um, I think between us we got most of them right. 
<laughs> right, okay. Accurate marking, that is. <laughs> Very much like the Olympics, the final scores are probably, probably, probably a tick. Well Do done you to us. want to know something interesting? Uh, yes, always. We now have only four episodes from season two of Friends to do. Is that true? Yeah. Do you want to know what next week's episode is? I do, because I would like to do my usual admin of going onto the Friends with Friends Instagram account now, whilst I remember finding that post where I asked about quizzes years ago, and then asking someone in the comments to do the quiz before I forget. This is how I have to do it, otherwise, Pete, I completely forget. Next week's episode of Friends with Friends will be about season eight, episode 13, the one where Chandler takes a bath. The one where Chandler takes a bath. The one where Chandler takes a bath i was just typing out there it wasn't sort of dramatic repetition but it did sound like it didn't it i'm off to the tattoo parlor now pete are you actually i'm not getting one but i'm going with my friend who's getting one what are they getting um oh i know this it's actually very cute their dad is in a band he was in a band in the 70s and they've just sort of revived the band to do a couple of like reunion gigs and it's like a tattoo depiction of one of the lyrics of her dad's band so it's very sweet oh that's sweet um, so I'm excited about that. So I'll be, I'll be, I'll be off to the tattooists. Enjoy. Uh, goodbye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Traffic jams tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.